What's good, family? It's your girl, Majeed Malika, and this is episode number 22 of Everything is Bullshit. So what's good, family? I hope that everybody had an amazing and great holiday with your friends and your family. I know I am stuffed and ready to be dumped. Do you feel me? But that's another story. Anyhow, unfortunately, my player partner slash colorful co-host MJ cannot be here with me yet again today, but... Once more, I have two amazing co-hosts that I am excited to introduce you to. So, I would like to introduce our guest. One is an up-and-coming marvel of a makeup artist, making her name big on the makeup scene with her gangsta lean. And the other is a rising star in the PR, communications, and philanthropic world. You know what? I'm just going to stop rambling, and I'm just going to lay it on you. You know, let me just go ahead and give you guys, you know, a nice little drum roll, because I got to introduce you guys. Introducing Simi and Vonning with VC. What is up, guys? Hey. Hey. What is good, ladies? I am actually great. It's a lovely night on Christmas, and, you know, I had a very good day, so I'm excited to be on EIB with you. Well, thank you. And Vonning with B, how are we doing today? I'm good. I am just like, I'm stumped. I'm stumped just like you. But you stuck and ready to dump? Yes. No, girl, I'm already dumped. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow. Well. <laughs> yes. I'm ready to stuff again. One, two, ding, ding. Okay. I'm like, I'm in this bitch. Let's get it going. Let's get it. Well, let's get it going. I'm so glad to hear that you guys are doing fantastic. Um, so our whole episode is going to be about just goal setting and goal getting and no stressing while doing it. You know, we're going to talk about tips and tricks of seeing things through to get to where you want to go, basically. And just how you can be selfish while being selfless to conquer all of your goals. And my two lovely co-hosts are going to be with me during the whole episode, so we're just going to get right into it. So first and foremost, I want to talk about Erica Mena and Safari's engagement. What do y'all think? Body with a bot body. A a bot body. Okay. Okay. Sim, what's going on? What do you think? Well, I think she first, like, outcasted that she was being a thought whenever she was working at Dash in Miami. Oh, no. Kardashian, Mm -hmm. you know, with her child. So I feel like since then, she knew she wouldn't be able to give her child a good life until she started buying all the advice she had money. Yeah. Off everywhere and just, like, you know, popping it for her cash app. Popping it for the cash app. I was actually rocking with her on Love & Hip Hop. I liked her a lot. Because she reminded me a lot of, like, Evelyn Lozada, which I guess isn't really a good thing because she's a bot. But, you know what I mean? I felt like she was good for the show. But then all of a sudden, she was just being a thought, like, going from Sin, then to, like, uh, Bow Wow, and then, like, you know, just being crazy. Like, but see, but you only said two people. Is that really a thought? Like, I can, like, name some dudes that Kim has been with, Kim Kardashian. I can name some dudes that, you know, Black China has been with. No, the Amber Rose. Like, you just named two people. Is that really just, a thought? She's just out of line with her thought. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, well, maybe she's not a thought, okay? But she's annoying. She's annoying. Okay. And she bought her body. She acting like she didn't. We remember when Erica Mena was oh, so flat. Yes, come on. Okay, if you don't, go back to Chris Brown's Yo video. You'll see exactly. her with her eight cups and her wood no booty. booty, okay? Wood booty. Plank booty, yes. <laughs> and now all of a sudden she got stuff out of nowhere. Girl, you've you been hit puberty. You, you 34. Oh, my God. So. But anyway, we talking about the engagement, not so far. Yeah. I mean, okay. not, the, not her. Oh my, so. Okay, so so question. So will it last? What do you guys think? Like, they go ahead. First off, will the engagement last? Will they even get married? No. 
Honestly, I'm not particularly sure, but I can definitely see it being a publicity stunt. But then again, you never know. Some people just do find love in others. But like, just with both of their backgrounds, you never know really, especially with both of them being on Love and Hip Hop, because usually everything is so staged and you can like clearly tell. So right. it really just depends, honestly. So if it is to last, how long is it going to last? What are we thinking? I'm thinking like a Kim K, Chris Humphrey kind of marriage. Ooh. I'm thinking for the next season of Love and Hip Hop for both of them. Because Safari was a, you know, he was on New York. He was on L.A. Obviously, he's not doing L.A. anymore because he ran through everybody that he wanted to run through. Right. So now he's going to obviously pop up and be back on New York. He's making a name for himself because Nikki is gone. And I mean, get it how you live, Safari, but like, mm-mm. Okay, and so are they going to have kids? Do we see them possibly having children? I can definitely see Erica doing that simply just because she wants more money, you know, out of child support. But then again, I know Safari, he does make a good amount of money, but it's just like, would you really want to put yourself through that kind of situation just for child support money? Like, is right. that the bag you really want? Right, so right. Because she's already endorsed by, like, you know, like, Fashion Nova, then she does, like, flat tummy tea stuff. She does. And, you know, it's just like... Which doesn't work, it's a lie, so don't be buying that flat tummy tea, you don't work. But <laughs> but if you can't get endorsed, I say go ahead. Yeah, get, always get your bag. Always get, get your bag. bag. Yeah, go ahead and do the endorsement. Okay, so overall, would we say that love won in this situation? You know how they say that, oh, Oh, love wins. Did they win in this situation? The bag won in this situation. Okay, it's going to make for a great season for uh, Love and Hip Hop New York because obviously it's doing bad right now. And I mean, look at all the all the good that happened with Joe and Sin. They got a lot of, you know, yeah. everybody was rooting for them. Everybody's watching because of them. Yeah. Everybody wants to see how they are as a couple. It's going to be the same thing. They saw it. It's been tested. And now they're going to try it with two people who are both ridiculously outlandish. I mean, please. Oh, my gosh. Simi, what do you think? I definitely agree um, that the marriage probably won't last too long. But, honestly, it really just depends, like, how they feel with everything. Hmm. The bag. The bag. Yeah, I think that's what, like, that's what really won. Like, if that's what you're wondering. I feel like the bag is what won. Like, at the end of the day, so many people are getting married simply just because of money. Because at the end of the day, money is the root of all evil, you know? And it holds, like... Like, money has so much possession to it. So, I feel like definitely, like, the money does play a big role. Right. And, like, their their names, too. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm Safari, a.k.a. Nikki's ex. And, you know, I'm Erica Mena. Like, you know. A.k.a. Thought Pocket. Pretty much. Okay. So. Okay. Well, you know, speaking of proposals, is it cliche for someone to propose to someone on Christmas? You know, this is the season, the time where, oh, you know, I want to propose to my girl underneath the Christmas tree. Oh, she's going to see it. She's going to be lit. We're going to get married another six months in the summertime and then have a holiday season baby moon basically okay i didn't know it had a whole timeline like that i mean i'm just saying like literally like if you think about it that's how it like works logically like is that cliche i mean i think it's definitely pretty basic but like most girls that i know like christmas or really love christmas if you come from a normal family you love Christmas. Is anybody coming from a normal family? I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you come from your average American or just average family, period, where you guys grew up together, you honored and celebrated Christmas, and your family was always around, right. then yes, you know? I But I do think it's a basic thing. But, I mean, for me, it doesn't have... I love Christmas, too. That's my favorite holiday. It doesn't have to be Christmas, but it definitely cannot be in the summer. So, 
figure it out. Okay, so if that's the case, so is it better to propose like on like another day, like Valentine's Day or like a birthday? Because for me, like I feel like it's low key kind of selfish to like propose on a day that's kind of like already like taken. Like, see, I've been seeing a lot of stuff like that because I've seen like one of the latest debates on Twitter about people asking, "Is it okay to propose to your girl after graduation?" You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, like I get it that that's the day, but it's just like it's also like. There's like they the, the reason why the guy like the girl who whomever like chose that day simply because they feel like it's a day where it's gonna be fun and filled with people that you love so it's easier for everyone to already be gathered together you know what I'm saying instead of okay. like on a normal day where you have to work around everyone's work schedule you know That's it's easier because everyone's already gathered together and then when it's on a special day like that you know you, you know a lot of girls always talk about how they, when they get proposed to they want to look their best they want to look tip top so it's just like graduation your birthday Valentine's Day a holiday you're gonna look okay great, so the, so to your point how you said that it's easier that means that low key you're not even putting in a lot of work to set up this day as to do because oh everybody gonna be there right okay perfect i'll just pop it out then you didn't even try or also they can be thinking like maybe they know your your attitude's gonna be good that day you're gonna be happy already so you know just like you know that's perfect you know like hmm. i didn't really think about it that way but i feel like i don't know i feel like i see like both ways i don't want to be biased but i feel like you know it's cute but like also like you know like a normal day is fine as well but i feel like i mean cause, you know at the end of the day a girl's gonna want a perfect proposal and a guy wants to give her that perfect proposal. And so right. it's just like, you know, guys, at the end of the day, guys are very like simple and everything. They like everything simple and smooth. So guys are dumb. If you think about it, you might as well you just really, let the guy really leave that dumb. unless you get like a proposal that you weren't even expecting. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to kind of regroup and bring it back to the holiday season. So since it's the holiday season, for me personally, I got a lot of great gifts. I don't know if you guys got great gifts, but I did. And I just want to know, like, what makes a good gift giver? Because, you know, it's not like, you know, you can, like, like you can ask for your gifts specifically. But my thing is, is that if you don't like a gift that you get, can you, like, tell the gift giver? First of all, I am, like... People like I'm rarely a person who likes to toot my own horn. Uh-oh. But one thing I'm okay, okay. Well, well, if you don't want to, can can we? Speak? No, no, no. I just I didn't want to. I said I'm rarely a person. Uh-huh. Rarely, mean like she does it sometimes. So she will continue to speak. Hmm. Okay. So as I was saying, I am a great gift giver. Like no one can ever take that away from me. If you give gift cards, sorry, you're a bad gift giver. I know I gave you a gift card earlier, Simi, but uh, I gave you something else with it, so don't even try. Okay. Anyways, but yes, yeah, you don't give gift cards like that. You put no thought into that. Even if it's like, oh, it's their favorite store. No, like, no, come better than that. I think what makes a good gift giver is someone who listens and actually gets, you know, what the person wants. A lot of times people, like, as we get older, we don't have lists. We just kind of say things, you know, just to be saying it. Like, you know what? I really wish I had a red dress, you know, and then you never think about it again or something. So for someone who picks up on that, that makes them a good gift giver. And if you don't like the gift, I read an article today on Snapchat, actually. It said that 22% of people don't like their gifts, but they just keep them. Right. And 8% of people tell the gift giver that they don't like it, and they give it back to them. Okay. I mean, I would probably just keep the gift. I'm not really a type of person who re-gifts it, but I will probably just keep it until it gets old enough to where I'm like, okay, I, for some odd reason, the stars align, and I feel better about how long I've kept it, and then I'll give it away. Okay, so, but my thing is, so, you, you keep the gift, and then, like, you keep on getting whack-ass gifts year after year because the things you like, like, the stuff. Like, oh, yeah, I gave her that hippopotamus pillow last year. She left it. She kept it. I'm going to give her a giraffe one this year. Yeah, I don't know. Well, with me, I've actually got what you said. Um, 
because I personally think like now we people can see like two ends of the stick. Because what you said about gift cards and everything not being a good gift, I actually think that's a very good gift. Perfect. Like I feel like it's the, I feel like with me personally, I know this. I know it's really half and half with this, like a double sided story. But like I personally feel like gift cards and money is like a perfect gift because people are actually thinking like I don't know what to get this person, and I know they really love this store. They can just cash out in the whole store with this gift card. So it's like done you know done. you're giving them the opportunity to actually pick what they want. You're giving them money, and I feel like money is a great gift because you know. You can't like say, oh, for Christmas, I want someone to pay my car note. But instead, they get you money, so that's what you need. You can pay your car note, you know? Exactly. So I feel like money is a great gift to have for Christmas. And as well as a gift card, just simply because with the gift card, you know, you're actually like letting the person pick what they truly, truly want. I'm a sentimental person. So, like, I, it lets me know that someone was thinking of me and they listened to what I said. And, you know, they really, like, so if it was saying that you need some money to buy whatever you want, that's not something for you? No, because, like, let's say, no. So, you you didn't tell me, I'll give you $500 today. Oh, B, here you go. $500. I was thinking of you. Get what you want. Okay. You're not going to think that that's something sentimental. Let's just put it out there that, yes, money is probably the best gift. Okay? Thank you. But Thank you. if I'm like, oh, dang, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent this month or I don't know how I'll pay my car note this month. Yeah, why the hell I get you a bear? And oh, then, I thought about she loves teddy bears, but you can't pay your that's rent. That's what I'm saying, but you heard me say that. That's sentimental because it's oh. like, dang, bro, like I'm struggling. I don't know how I'm going to pay my car note this year. You know what I mean? You picked that up and you gave me my exact fund for that car note or something. That's sentimental. That's thoughtful versus you giving me, even though I love Sephora, Versus you giving me a two hundred dollar gift card to Sephora, that's cool and everything. I can look good, but I, guess what? I can't go nowhere because my car can't repose. That's true. So, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like I mean, me personally, I'm just speaking for myself. I would like take either or. Like, you know, obviously sentimental gifts are cute and they're nice because you know, like a person was actually truly hearing you out and what you wanted and stuff. I like both, but like either one doesn't bother me. And I know there's some people who are like you and like it bothers them or like you know or they just don't prefer it and there's people like me who like really don't care like as long as they get like you know something to that store or whatever like that but me personally um i prefer money just because i feel like it's easier and like i can actually go shop for myself right and actually get what i want i could budget you know like imagine someone like getting you like two like shirts for a hundred dollars when you're just like dang i could have got six for a hundred you know because you know how to shop you know how to budget and stuff like that but you're just like oh it is what it is you know obviously i get like i still get what you mean like the whole meaning behind it because they heard you out but still it's just like well i still accept them i never said i didn't i like both but i'm just saying what makes a great gift giver or a better gift giver in my opinion is when you're doing those thoughtful things but i still do 100 percent. except even if it's a place that i don't i've gotten gift cards to crackle barrel and cracker barrel <laughs> and i mean i've eaten there once and guess what because i had a gift card and I tried something new, and I learned that the Crackle Barrel is not the place to go. That's what I Listen. learned. So, you know, I'll definitely take it, and I will use it 100%. Okay. Okay, so then let's just end the debate right here. So to return or not to return a gift that you don't like, what is it? Um, I definitely say I to wouldn't. To the store or to the person? Either or. Like, like some, like let's say somebody gifted you something, and they gave you the gift receipt, and they're like, oh, you know, you can return it if you like or whatever, you know, if you didn't like it or whatever. Or if it's somebody, like, who, like, truly gave you a gift, and they're like, yeah, like, you know, do you like it? Like, it's okay if you don't like it. I'll take it back, and I'll like, give you something else. It's okay. Uh-uh. In the first situation, if you give me that gift receipt, even if I like it, I'm probably still going to go back to see if I can Just see something. what options they yeah, got. Yeah, because you never Girl, know. Yes. It could be on sale now, so I can have a little bit of change left over. You know, a little yeah. snack so, later. Exactly. Definitely, that's what I was going to say. If it comes with the receipt, I'd, I wouldn't, like, for sure go return it, but if it comes with the receipt and I don't like it, I would definitely go return it and get something that I want, because at the end of the day, 
the whole point is just like they gave you a gift and they were still thinking about oh i'm not sure she's gonna like it so you know so they're actually giving you the opportunity to go return it without their feelings being hurt that's the whole reason right. they included their receipt exactly but i feel like if they gave you a gift without a receipt and it was just like the gift because they choose that you'll like it i'm not the type of person to like you know like i don't want to kill someone's joy when they're giving it to me so i obviously like you know i'll just like you know, go along with it and, like, accept the gift. But what I would personally do, I know you said you wouldn't, but I would re-gift it. Like, not so soon, like, oh, December 26th, oh, here's your gift, blah, blah, blah. Right. Just, like, you know, for someone's birthday or something, for someone that I know who would actually like it, you know, I don't feel like I'd throw it away or anything. Cause I feel like that's a waste, and that's really, you know, I might as well give it to someone else. Right. You know, I personally re-gift the gift, so I don't feel like that's bad, you know? Hmm. Personally. Hmm. Okay. Well, for me, the moral of the story is just be honest. And if the gift is whack, just send it back, okay? But anyhow, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we have more from our guests, Simi and BC. And we're going to, you know, get to know them more and talk dreams, ambitions, goals, and more. So all of that coming up next on this episode of EIV. What's good, guys? We are back again. And once more, I have the sensational Simi and the beautiful BC with me all episode long. And we're going to dive into dreams, goals, and ambitions. So, you two are up-and-coming killers of the game in your respective industries. And, I mean, so, Simi, you're in the makeup realm. BC, you know, you're making your place in the PR and communication space. So me, I'm trying to find my space in podcasting while being black and and e-boutiques and music, acting, cooking, hair. I mean, a bunch of different stuff. And what I want to ask you guys both is when, why, and how did you fall in love with what you do? Well, um, when, why, and how? Yeah, so like, you know, yeah, like, like you know, like, with makeup for you, Simi, like, you know, when was it the moment that you realized mm-hmm. that, hey, I actually love this, you know, why did you say that, you know what, I think I might actually want to pursue this, you know, and, you know, as a career, as something that I love to do. And how am I trying to do Yeah. That? Okay, well, when I figured out I wanted to pursue makeup and do makeup was when, I don't know, just like, it was really you and Bami and BC. It was actually all of you guys, really, just because I would already, you know, you guys are like kind of like drastically older than me. So, you know, you guys were already into Damn, makeup. drastically uh, older than you. I mean, no, eight and Am I 87? Years. Eight and 11 years. That's pretty like okay. old, you know, like you guys we are pretty like, old. You hear that? I'm just pretty, y'all. Right. Hey, <laughs> I'm pretty too. And, yes, and you guys you are very ugly. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, since you guys are, like, practically drastically older than me, you know, so you guys were, like, already pretty much into makeup whenever I was, like, still kind of growing up, like, whenever I was eight, you know, you were already 16, and you were, like, what, 20, 19, I think? Yeah, you were, right. like, 19 or whatever, and so it's, like, you guys are already into makeup and stuff, so, you know, I always grew up with, like, you know, women around me who were into makeup or who wore makeup, whether you guys were into it or not, you guys wore makeup at least, you know, right. and I would see you guys, you know, like, with blush on lashes everywhere like you know lash glue and stuff and just like eyeliner and everything and that's what um I really fell in love with first it was eyeliner like you know that was the thing I would always do especially starting since like seventh grade I'd always try to do like you know a little wing liner to school and you know like it was like a thing like at that time right. like where everyone like really liked the eyeliner so that's when makeup first started getting introduced and like companies actually really started like you know like being put out there for makeup and stuff you right know, you you started working at like bare mineral and stuff like that and you know 
you did your YouTube videos here and there. So, you know, it like, um, whenever you do my makeup, I remember specifically the first time you did it was, um, well, like I was fairly young. I was like seven or whatever. I remember I had like pigtails in and you did something very small. You just put so lip gloss on. We're going real deep into the backstory. So, the general gist I'm trying to get at to be <laughs> the general gist is more surface, you know, for the kid, yeah. you know, and for the audience. I, I really want to know, like, was there one defining moment to where you was like, you know what, your makeup is my thing. Like, you know, you started doing your makeup, mm-hmm. you said like, you know, freshman, well, sophomore year. the one defining moment where I knew makeup was my thing was um, formal in eighth grade whenever you did my makeup. Okay. I remember you did like a little bit of blue eyeshadow because of my dress and mm-hmm. then you folded my eyebrows, which was like. I was really in love. You know, I would always ask you to pluck my eyebrows or, like, shave right. them down because I wanted them to be, like, you know, shaped, you know. So that was, like, the defining moment where I was just, like, I like this. And I think I want to, like, start doing it on my own. So then, um, you know, that summer I tried to practice doing eyelashes before freshman year. And then I started wearing eyelashes. Okay. So. Okay. And then for you, BC, I mean, I know you have, you know, this whole philanthropic space that you're, you know, entering into as well as PR and communications. So... When, why, and how did you fall in love with that? Um, when, as far as PR goes, I fell in love with it. I feel like I, well, I noticed my love for it um, in college, and I was trying to figure out a major. <clears throat> I had another friend of mine at the time that was um, that started off doing PR, and I had no idea what it was. And then she kind of told me about it, and I did more research, and I was like, okay, okay. I think I can do this. Um, and I've always been obsessed with like media and blogs and stuff and entertainment, right. so I think that's when I found out. Um, or yeah, when I fell in love with it, why I fell in love with it was, I don't know, celebrity lives were just so intriguing to me. I mean, do you like 100% I, I've always wanted to be a celebrity. I like that lifestyle and I like, I mean, who wouldn't? Well, you know, some people say like, no, I'd never want that. Like, I don't want people following me everywhere and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'll take it. Okay. I'll take the racks. I'll take the I'll take everything. Yes, I will take it all. Listen. So I've just, um, that's kind of why I fell in love with it because I was always just kind of intrigued by that. And I really wanted to, reading those articles and I knew PR, like I didn't know what type of celebrity I wanted to be because mm-hmm. I knew my strongest point was probably like maybe my singing, but it wasn't even that good still. So I'm like, okay, I can't be the celebrity, but right. I'd like to be in that world. Right. So that's where that came from. And then how I fell in love with it, um, I don't know. I just kind of went through, as I was going through like the college courses and everything. I just kind of came to, I don't know. I just found a love for it more. And I was just right. really interested. And I was like, okay, it doesn't have to be on an entertainment um, scale all the time. It could be on a political scale. And, you know, right. shows like Scandal are coming out. And um, that PR show, Simon Huck, who's, um, mm-hmm. who did PR for Kim Kardashian yep. and was friends with Kim Kardashian and Jonathan yep. Siobhan. So all those people started coming out. And I was like, follow them. And then I was like, okay, this is something that I wanted to do. As far as philanthropy goes, that just kind of came out of nowhere. I feel like that 100% I have to give to God because I don't like people that much. But for some reason... But I, you don't like people that much, but you're trying to get into the PR space? That makes no sense. At all. Well, I like... It's not that, It's not so much that I like people. It's just a certain type of people, I guess. But people as a whole just, like, bother me. Like, I don't want to be around them all the time. I need my life back. You know what I mean? So maybe maybe that's the part that maybe would bother me most of the celebrities, the paparazzi, the crowds. Yeah, like, I was gonna say, if that's the case, then you couldn't be a celebrity. Yeah, because people would, you know, follow you around. Like I'm sure, like you know, B, you know, but, she's like, Jigga, these damn paparazzi are following me around everywhere. Well, it's you know? not the paparazzi that would be a problem. It's really, it would really just be the swarm of fans that I'd be like, okay, this is too much. But I mean, then again, that's what you have bodyguards for. Right. So I think I'd be okay with that still. But anyways, philanthropy, like I said before, someone got me off topic. 
Uh, <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. I mean, I just feel for people. Like, there's a lot of bad people in this world, and then there's a lot of generally good people in this world, and I started to get more, like, just, I like to watch videos of, like, for some odd reason, like, people doing good or, like, celebrities giving back. And I mean, it's not odd. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, human nature is innately good. It's just the world that makes you bad. Situations mm-hmm. make you bad, too. But the world is innately, or, like, the human is supposed to be innately good, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, of course you're going to want to see good in the world, you know? There's just so much bad, you have to navigate how you can do the good in the world. That's true, but um, I've been, like, you know, hurt before, and I've been, you know like, in bad situations and hurt by bad people, and, you know, it really scorned me and scarred me and stuff, but still through all that, I still have this piece of my heart that wants to give and wants to be nice to people and not do them like how they do me. Right. So, you know, I think that's where it's kind of weird to me, because it's like, you're right, everybody does start off good in the world's homes and bad, but there's a lot of people who stay bad. Right. Who, you know, who are like, no, this is what happened to me, no one apologized to me, Right. so I'm gonna do it, you know? So the fact that I'm still trying my hardest to turn that around and see the good and give people chances and stuff is what I have to give to God because I don't, that's not me. Like I don't want to do that. My flesh does not want to do that. So. Okay. And so speaking of, you know, like, you know, your past influences and things like that. So for you both, is there any one person who influenced you to get into the, you know, realm that you guys are in? Like I know Simi, like there's a bunch of influencers on like, you know, Instagram, YouTube, you know, what have you. And same thing for you, BC. There's a bunch of influencers that I know you mentioned Jonathan Shaban. And, you know, I know that you have some um, influencers as well for you, Simi. But so so my question is going to be twofold. Number one, do you all have any major influencers that have kind of promoted you guys to choose what you guys are doing? And then number two, do you feel that social media has a big effect on you guys going into the industries that you want to? Like if social media was not here, would you all even want to do these things? Simi, I want to start with you. Okay, I, I'm i going to cut it short for each one, but I do have, like, my top three, but I'll cut it short. I have to go ahead and give, like, the, like, number one influencer who influenced me to start getting into makeup to Aaliyah J. Simi, just because she is a black woman okay. who is doing makeup, you know, okay. like, at the end of the day, I know there's, like, everyone can do makeup, but, you know, whenever you see, like, especially for, like, African Americans, like, this is, like, a general thought. Whenever you see a black person doing something great, right. you always think that there's an opportunity for you just because of how course. we're so doubted in this world. Of course. So I have to give it to Aaliyah J simply just because she is a black woman and she was just so successful at it, you know? So that's why she's, like, my number one influencer. Then the second one would be Daisy Marcus because... You know how you can see people doing good, like, you know, no matter their race, and you just see people doing good, but when they come from your hometown, just like, okay, like, maybe people from this town, maybe from this state can make it, you know, and she's from Dallas, Texas, as well as I am, so it's just like, okay, like, you know, like, that was that motivation, yeah, that was my second motivation, you know, like, she was in Dallas, Texas, like, normal, like, we're only, like, what, a year or two apart, you know, like, you know, she did what she had to do to get her bag, and now she's living in California, you know, like, attending all these events and everything, and it's just like, wow, like, this can actually really happen. It can. Um, oddly enough, the year she did start doing YouTube videos, that was the year I wanted to start doing it, but I had my own self-doubts and whatever, so I just didn't. So it's just like, you know, I never know what could have happened. It's and true. And then the third one would be Tina Halata because she you is my like age. Halata. She is like, she's not my age, but we're like maybe a year apart, like about a year, like two months apart. And it's just like, for someone younger than me, like doing so well and stuff like that, it just really motivates me more because just like, you know, it's someone my age that can do exactly what I'm doing, you know, so I know it could work. So, like, that's, like, one of the things. Right. And so, um, with, uh... So, do you feel like if social media didn't exist, mm -hmm. would you even be pursuing this? 
because you know it's easy to see all these people like like literally because of social media they have jobs if social media was a go away they wouldn't or i mean they would have a job but it'll probably be just like oh go to school you know get a job work you know until Mm -hmm. you die and you know do it again yeah well i'm not gonna lie i feel like social media has uh like had an effect on me wanting to do it i feel like if there if it wasn't for social media i wouldn't have wanted to pursue it in general but right. at the end of the day I would have loved doing makeup I would have still gotten to makeup but I feel like I wouldn't have pursued it and actually tried it as I'm doing now if it wasn't for social media because social media you know it's a way to connect with people for people to see your work you know right. and it's a good net- networking business for yourself you know right. so it's just like I feel like social media has influenced me to do it but either way I'm pretty sure I still would have loved makeup and I still would have tried to do it on other people you know so okay and the same question for you V. I mean, so basically, like, you know, like, social media, it's a thing, literally, it's a powerful outlet or whatever. If it didn't exist, would you even still be trying to pursue what you do, number one? And number two, you know, are there any particular people who actually truly influence you that you said, hey, I saw you, and because of you, I, I have to do this? Um, As far as influencers, um, I would definitely say um Beyonce although she's not in that industry I just yeah what what is it about her because whenever I see her a lot of times like when I was looking at the stuff when I saw her um you know I would see her team behind her and you know I know that these people like they see them on the daily they talk to them on the daily so they must have good relationships excuse me relationships with them and I love Beyonce so to even just be in the same room with her and have her number what (laughs) like come on (laughs) Like, girl, what you doing? Exactly. Like, I didn't want nothing. I was just called to say hey. <laughs> so definitely her. And the same thing with um, Kim Kardashian, because although I don't really, like, I'm not a Kardashian stan, but watching her show, especially in the early times when she was Man. up and coming, I got to see, like, how her Man. and Jonathan, like, interact. And they were really friends. Not mm-hmm. only did he work, like, with her, but they were also really good friends. And I see all the fame and all the stuff that it's brought him. So now he's well known and like anything that has his name on it is going to be, I feel like it's going to be 100%. So they're definitely influence, um, influencers. As far as social media, um, you said, would I be doing it? Yeah, like it- because, yeah, because, you know, social media allows, just like how, you know, I asked Timmy, you know, it allows for basically a whole different realm of industry for mm-hmm. you to work in. Literally, so many people would be unemployed if it wasn't for Instagram, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Twitter, if it wasn't for Facebook. Like, l- literally, they would be, if it wasn't for YouTube, they'd be unemployed. That's like, some true. people's full time job is, oh, I'm an influencer. Like, you know, so- I'm a public figure, and I'm still trying to figure out who the hell you are. I'm, um, that's true. Social media does play a big part in all that stuff. Um, however, I think social media kind of like, I got the opposite end of the stick. I saw a lot of people doing it and it actually discouraged me because I was like, man, like, this is insane. Like this, this person, you know, is from the same city as me or from, you know, Texas or whatever, but they moved to LA. I can't move to LA right now. I'm still in school or, you know, I don't have the money to move to LA or, you know, they have 149 followers. You know how how long it's going to take me to get that many followers? And it's just kind of like. I see these pictures, but with celebrities and stuff, but I don't know the background. I don't know how they got there and how they did that. So it actually discouraged me a lot because I'm like, oh, well, there's enough for them. Or, you know, they, well, they're in LA, so that's why they made it. Or, you know, they had the opportunities that I didn't have, so that's why they made it. So right. um, I don't, I do think that I'm a, I'm grateful for social media because I'm able to see um, more people who do these type of things. 
But at the same time, I think with or without social media, I probably would have done it. I may actually have went, because I couldn't see it on social media, I feel like I may have actually went the extra mile right. because, to figure it out myself because I couldn't see it. And so because you couldn't see it, let's say that if you, because, you know, there's a little bit of an age gap as Simi so eloquently allowed us to know earlier. So, you know, Simi, she truly is a child of the social media generation. With us, you know, literally, like, we first got on, like, you know, um, uh, uh, Facebook, or my, my bad, MySpace, like, you know, when that whole first came out, like, you know, but we really, really got on social media when it was Facebook, because, like, oh, it's the college, or you're finding college, now you can join Facebook, or whatever. So my thing is that, would you, because I know that you went um, to school and you studied PR, if social media was out, would you have even went to college and studied PR, would you just, like, did one of those uh, moves that the people that you watch on Instagram, like, oh, up and move to Cali, okay, I'm gonna do it too, I'm gonna see what I can do. That's what I'm saying, wait, you're asking me so, so what I'm asking you is that if social media was so, so basically, if you truly grew up in the social media age, like like right here, right now, social media mm-hmm. is like like here and right now. Granted, we are like the first, like, like we are the like initiators of social media, if that makes sense. Like you know, like we were there in the beginning, but it's it's changed drastically now to where people had like they have careers from this, mm-hmm. you know. So if social media. Like, or I guess if you were in college right now, in the or the age that Simi is right now, would you even continue on with college because you see that social media is such a powerful tool and you would just up and leave college and maybe go pursue your dreams? I would definitely still be in college. Um, I mean, I am a rebel, but not that much of a rebel. I mean, I'm still Nigerian at the end of the day. Right. And so um, you're Nigerian, you know what type of mentality that we have. And so I would just want that for my own personal fulfillment. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and achievement. So, um, so yeah. But I mean, after graduation, I probably would have plans to, you know, go ahead and go um, do something like that. So. Okay. Well, so I, I want to kind of touch base on something when you said that. Oh, um, BC, that your philanthropic efforts. That's something that was God given. So, you know, for both of you ladies, did you guys choose your path because you guys are good at it? Or do you feel like your path chose you? Because, you know, there's a lot of people in this world who are good at something. Like, you know, like they're naturally like, like, for example, like I'm naturally good at like, you know, not giving a fuck sometimes. But that doesn't mean like I like to do it. You know, you know, I care about people, you know, so I actually care. So I don't actually do it. So my thing is, it's like for you, like because you're naturally good at makeup, is that why you do it? Or is this something that you actually do because you actually love it, love it too? Because you're good at it. Well, but you I don't have mean to that you learn, do though. It. She wasn't naturally good at it. You had to teach yourself, right? But but the thing is, once she learned, it was like, like literally it's almost so easy for her. It's like breathing. You know, same thing for you. Like, with your PR thing, like, literally, you can flip something at, like, the drop of a hat. It's almost like, I mean, you're a lawyer, low-key, sometimes, because you can, like, flip something, flip a story at the drop of a hat. So it's something that you guys both pursue because you actually love it, and, like, y'all are actually good at it, too? Or is it just because, oh, well, I'm good at it, so it's easy. I'll do it. Well, I feel like for me, whenever with makeup, when I was starting to do makeup, it was like, like how BC said, I had to um, teach myself how to do it, but... Like, for the era I was in, especially around the people I was around, we, like, all didn't wear makeup. So whenever they see me with my little wing liner or, like, maybe, like, some mascara on or some lip gloss on, they'd be, like, so impressed, you know? So I was thinking, oh, maybe I'm actually really good. And, like, to be honest, my makeup wasn't good back then, but just for, like, the moment, obviously. It was, like, you know, it was nice. So, like, um, doing my makeup and stuff, uh, I, like, started catching on, like, "Hmm, maybe I am good at makeup. You know, maybe I could pursue something out of it. And then... 
during the whole journey of me seeing like seeing myself grow with makeup and seeing how good I can be and like all the looks I've been creating, right. it made me fall in love with makeup. So I feel like oh. I'm like on both ends of the stick where I'm just like I just started pursuing makeup because I was good at it, but then I like slowly fell in love with it just because I like you know like I love looking at palettes, I love doing swatches, I love seeing people's reaction when I do their makeup. You know I like all of that. You know hmm. and it just makes me feel really happy. So I personally did fall in love with makeup and I'm glad that I'm able to do it because I see my friends who are able to do it, how they're always struggling or they're always just like, oh my God, Simi, how did you like, you know, become so good at makeup? Like, right. you know, and it's like, I didn't really realize that makeup wasn't like easy for everyone. When people would be like, people would really my struggle doing exactly. their eyebrows, really struggle doing, what really catches me is wing eyeliner. That is like the hardest makeup thing to do. But to me, I feel like it's that the is the, that was thing. the first thing I've learned. A lot of people, the first thing they learned was mascara and lip gloss. But me personally, my, the first thing I learned was eyeliner. So, you right. know, I just like doing makeup overall, and I fell in love with it. Okay, and same question for you, B. Um, the question was, <laughs> the question was again, <laughs> did like basically did this life choose you, or did you choose this life? Because it's something that you're naturally good at, you chose it, or what? Well, you know they say follow your passion because it's very close to your purpose. Okay. So I think that no matter how much we want to say that we chose this life, I feel like God ultimately knew this was coming and this was what he had planned all along because, you know, all these talents I feel like are God given. This is just my own personal opinion. I feel like God went through everybody as he created us and was like, this is going to be your talent. Now, some talents we choose to suppress and we put right, others above them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then some, you know, we tr- we figure out we're good with it and we grow with it. Right. For me, I always knew I was good at English and grammar and all this stuff that wasn't like math and science. Right. So I, I had thought of multiple things. I thought of, you know, teaching, being an English teacher or, um, you know, doing literature in school or something or being an author and stuff. But PR just, it was almost like, I took what God wanted and what I wanted and kind of meshed it together because I'm the one who liked the entertainment world and everything like that. Right. I feel like, you know, in my opinion, I feel like that came from me, but he just gave me the good grammar skills and he allowed me to speak well and everything and, you know, really just know English well. So oh, no English well. Is that a wrong term or something? Like the language? Yeah. Or like the course? No, no, no. I mean like the course. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know English well. Like the language? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no one's denying that. Um, anyway, so um, so yeah, I think that um, definitely God had this path for me all along. Although I'm not 100% on the path right now, but you know, um, I do feel like this is his plan all along. And if it's not, I do feel like this is a stepping stone to what it's supposed to be. Okay. So you mentioned staying on your path. So how do you guys stay focused on your goals? You know, like going into 2019, everybody, they're going to, you know, break out that planner again, break out that calendar, (laughs) break out that gym membership, that Jessio gym membership. You know, they're going to brush it all out. So how do you guys stay focused on your goals? Um, Simi, let's go with you. Well, oddly enough, I know this doesn't work for everyone, but for me personally, it does work. I like to stay motivated and stay focused by going on social media just because with makeup, you know, going on YouTube or, like, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Yeah, that's going, where you get your content. Yeah, that's, yeah. like, where you get your content. And so, 
for me, seeing like YouTubers views jump from 10k to 100k subscribers jumping from 15 to 20k, you know, right. things like that. That's what motivates me because they just, you know, like everyone starts off so small, right. you know, like with no like base or anything and they build their own foundation. So that's what motivates me seeing that because I know some people, they don't get motivated, motivated by going on like social media because they feel like, oh, like, you know, like, why can't that be me like overnight? And that's the one thing that I had to like break in my head is that things don't happen overnight. So that's why. I feel like with just staying consistent is, like, what can help. So I get all my motivation from social media. Okay. And for you, B. As for me, staying focused on goals, for me, I'm a very visual learner and a visual person, so I have to see it. So if I am able to, that's why vision boards come into play for me, and that's why, you know, motivational posters, and I put um, things as my wallpaper, things that I want to speak into existence. I have to see it, because if I don't see it, then I forget. I forget what it looks like, what it smells like, you know, all the stuff like that. So um, I just have to constantly have that picture um, somewhere or in my mind. It's not even actually enough to be in my mind. I have to visually see it. I have to actually see it in the flesh. seeing is believing. It is, definitely. Okay, so... For me, I I know one thing that I feel like I have been kind of a little bit cursed with is that I want to do and accomplish so many things. And the thing is, I know that there's a bunch of other people in the world who want to do this, but I feel that like you and Simi will have it so streamlined what you guys want to do. And definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but I know I suffer from the dreamer's disease. So what do you guys say to those people who want to do everything? And And what advice would you give them to just focus? I would definitely say, um, first of all, I think there's a lot of people who suffer from that. Um, I think that first, I also want to do many, many things. Right. So, but my advice is that you can be a person of many hats. That was a real issue that I had and, um, I had to get over because I felt like I had to do one thing. And so in my Instagram bio, one day it was a speaker, the next day it was a motivator. (laughs) And I was like, no, like I I can't put anything because I have to put one thing. Right. But then I go to other people's, um, you know, bios Mm -hmm. and they're like music maker, businessman, life coach, tax accountant, a part-time twerker, (laughs) gas filler. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just like, what? You do all this in a day? You're like a magician. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot that one. So it's just like... You can be a person of many hats. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. If you have many talents, you're blessed. Don't don't streamline it for one person so you seem normal. Don't make it. Um, don't try to mesh it together so you know it sounds right to the people who who you're telling it to. If you can do many things, you, you're a jack of all trades. You'll make more money. It's better for you. And if one thing falls through, you have another thing to fall back on. So Listen. I would definitely say like. Don't do that. Now, as far as staying focused, just pick what you want to focus on at that time. Plain and simple. You know what I mean? If you want to focus on, you know, the tax, being an accountant or whatever, then just, you know, get everything in order. When tax season comes, be ready. Tax season is about three months. After tax season's over, figure out the next thing. Yeah. So, you know, just pick one thing at a time. But when you start to bounce from thing to thing, you know, trying to accomplish everything at once, that is when you can get messed up and you kind of swerve in your lane. Right. Right. And so for for you, Simi, I actually want to ask you a different question. So it seems to me like you're like a planner. I've seen you like write things down and plan things out. So how important is planning and can you over plan? Is there such thing as putting too much time into planning and now you've over planned? Well, yes, I am a planner. I like to plan things out because it's easy. And I feel like just I like an organized life. Like I like stuff when I know what's happening next, you know, like obviously 
things can change. You know, I can plan my whole life out, but, you know, God, he has, like, a whole different plan for me. But I'm just putting into perspective what I think should go, like, what way. It kind of gives me, like, peace of mind just because, like, I have a plan. So it makes me not feel empty or feel like I'm lost, feel like I'm confused. Right. So your question was, can you overplan? Yeah, can you overplan? I feel like, honestly, there's no such thing as overplanning because at the end of the day, like, who doesn't want their life organized? Who doesn't want to know what they have coming next and even if you don't know what you have coming next who wouldn't want to have an idea of what could come next so basically if you stay ready you don't have to get ready exactly if you stay ready then like you know you'll never have to like be worried like oh this is not obviously life happens and things can pop up you know like and god can change like your whole entire like lifestyle or path that you're trying to go to but it's just like at the end of the day having a planned out life can save you so much time and can also keep you very consistent Okay, But you know, Simi, some people say like, oh, embrace the journey, don't plan and stuff. And some people don't like to do that because they feel like when you plan and things go wrong, they get frustrated. Man, I was just about to ask you guys that question. To those people. Because that is me. This person, go ahead, tell me. (laughs) To this person. (laughs) You know, they, that can really frustrate them. And so they're just trying to embrace everything and take it each, like each day as it comes. But they still want some type of um, order in their life. What do you say? Well, I say for stuff like that, whenever something, because believe me, that ha- that has happened to me so many times when I try to plan out my life and like there's just another bump in the road that happens. The first thing you should ask yourself is, are you the cause of that bump in the road? Like, you know, like let's say for something like losing weight, if you want to like, let's say today's Christmas, if you want to be, you know, three pounds lighter by New Year's, did you like not work out? Did you like eat that ice cream that you weren't supposed to eat? So for the first thing for people like that who get frustrated, think of, first think of, was it your fault? Like, is it something that you could have, completely like you know ignored but you decided to go that route you know so that's the first order of events I would say is to think and ask yourself was it your fault and if it wasn't and it was just like something that happened that you couldn't prevent on you didn't have like no control over then of course like frustration like that's natural like it's natural to get frustrated to want to quit to want to give up to take a break and just like you know I can't do this that's all that all comes natural but I just say to have a planned out life will keep you on schedule and just it'll kind of put you in your place so you know where to go so you're never lost or confused because me true. i just don't like being confused i don't like being lost i don't like like not knowing what's coming next you know that's true and even though i like i said this earlier even though i don't know what's coming next it's nice to know like have an idea of what's coming next okay okay so my next question for you guys is so is there such a thing and and i i truly believe that there is but um what do you guys say to those people who pray and wait in, in essence like you know like oh like you know 2019 is gonna be my year because i've been praying and i'm waiting on the lord and the lord will come down and he will bless my soul and he will open mine eyes and i will have the life that i've always wanted i feel like that's completely impossible girl <laughs> yes like if you it, ain't pooping was... get off the pot you got on the toilet to poop right oh, so yeah. you sit there and you think the poop just gonna come or you gonna you gonna have to push baby oh push yeah <laughs> push you, you got, got to push, push. You, you got, got to push. push. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. That's how you know they're drastically older. Okay. okay. If you're a Martin fan, you know. You anyway, know exactly. Like we were saying, well, like I was saying, you have to do something. You have like you you can't just pray to the heavens and hope that God Himself is going to come down, redo your resume, dust it off for you, send it out to all these people, and expect to get a job. No, right. you have to take these steps and do. I always say. Do everything that you can, and then whatever you can't handle, that's when you put it in God's hands. But if you just sit in there praying, well, girl, 
<laughs> girl you're wasting all your time and oh, boy oh, yeah <laughs> you I, too i like what you said and i completely agree i feel like some people don't think this way which is like like oddly enough very confusing and stuff i honestly feel like you should definitely like make your own moves i get praying to god because obviously like i'm a religious person and like you know i'm a christian i get praying to god and I actually encourage, you know, everybody who, like, does believe in everything, no matter, like, you know, what religion is. I definitely think you should pray to who, whoever you praise at the end of the day. But also, you can't just sit there and expect, like, you know, whatever you pray for just to happen, like, without making your own move. Like, that sounds ridiculous to, like, whoever you're praising themselves. It's just, like, you can't, like, let them, like, pave the way for you. Like, of course they're going to help you. Like, don't right. get me wrong. But the whole reason of with God God is here to, um, he's here to help, obviously, and he's here to protect all of his children, but he wants to see what you can do so what so he can take from what you can do and help you, like, build your strength and build your energy and just to, he'll meet you halfway. That's what God wants to do. He wants to meet you in the middle. So basically, like, you know, a pray and take approach. Like, you know, pray for it and then you take your action. Yes, take Absolutely. your action. Absolutely, yeah. I think that, and kind of to, like, piggyback off of what Simi said, but, like, um, she said that he wants to meet you halfway. I feel like he's willing to meet you the whole way because if you think about it, he's trying to let you know, like, girl, I put some of this stuff in you for a reason. Use it. I'm not going to do everything for you when That's some true. of these things I've given you, the things That's that you true. want me to do, I've given you. Yeah. You don't, you don't You're need me right now. Yeah. You, you'll need me and, um, you know, after this and when that time comes, I will be there. But you have to, you can't stay in this cocoon. You can't stay in, at home all day and expect to be married. Well, how? You tell me. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I just feel like, um, yeah, I feel, also feel like God, he does like go, like already goes ahead and plants like whatever, like his talent that he has for you or gift that he has for you inside of you. And that he will be, obviously he will be with you like throughout the whole, whole journey. But at the end of the day, he will see what your strengths are. He already knows your weaknesses. That's why he's going to be there along the way with you to like, you know, keep you motivated, keep you positive, keep your head up, you know, have a good head on your shoulders. But right. he was, he's like, he's only going to work if you work. Think right. of it like that. So if you don't work, then he's not going to work. So, you know, you have to show some type of effort. And God, he knows, like, you know, like I said earlier, he knows all your weaknesses. So he knows it's going to be a struggle for you. And he's there to provide and help you through it. Okay. So you mentioned putting in work. So for me, like, I know my whole mantra for 2019 is putting in work by any means necessary. Yes. So for y'all, how does that look like? And what does it mean to you? For your 2019, putting in work by any means necessary. Like with my goals or just in general? Yeah, I mean, with your goals, with everything that you're trying to do in 2019 for your life, you know? Like what? I just feel like me putting in work is like taking my classes seriously, taking like school seriously, and doing everything I can. Like this past semester, I know I did like more than I like ever could, but mm -hmm. I know there's only so much more I can do. Like I know like I'm pretty invincible when it comes to some of the classes that I will be taking this upcoming semester. So I know if I go to the tutoring sessions, if I go to my professor's office hours, like, more than I did this past semester, then I, I will be literally on the dean's list, like, no matter what. So you the goal is the dean's list by any means necessary. And, and then also for you, starting a YouTube channel, you know, and actually course, staying consistent. I have started it and I have stuff. posted videos, but my goal is staying consistent. That's what, that's every YouTuber is, like, number one, like, advice whenever it comes to how to have a successful youtube channel is staying consistent. Gotta be consistent so that's my goal to actually post and actually pursue what i want to do you know not just like let the talents that god gave me go to waste over doing something that i'm not even sure if i really want to do for the rest of my life absolutely and for you b how does that look like um putting in work by any okay. means necessary okay um putting in work by any means necessary honestly one of my biggest fears um after obviously snakes and spiders is wow <laughs> is um and God himself is, um, just, you know, being 98 
or being whatever age and um, knowing that, you know, my life went to waste and I didn't use my talents. I didn't use anything. So um, that is one of the things that really keeps me motivated to put in work is just remembering that. So I think that looks like for me, just remembering that and, you know, just like you really have to talk yourself up because there's a lot of times where I have searched for approval from other people. For you my don't fit. need that shit. You don't need that, honey. It's just yours. You don't need that. Let me tell you, I'll give you the approval. I'll give it to you, girl. It's yours. <laughs> Go. All right. Um, like I was saying, uh, there's been times where I've looked at um, for other people for approval and everything. And, um, and, um, you know, I wasn't, if I didn't have that approval, then I wouldn't continue or I couldn't go forward. So, um, really just talking myself up and motivating myself is really how I put in work or what that looks like to me. So is that what you would say to someone who's in a slump, you know, and believing in themselves? Like, you know, just talk yourself up? Um, if you're in a slump, I mean, yeah, that pretty much is it. Cause at the end of the day, like. Even if there's someone who roots for you all day, every day, that person will die. Then what? Oh, my god. You know gosh. what I mean? I mean, straight up. Like, that person's going to die. That person's going to get sick. That's things, life will happen to that person. And right. even if they stay happy through their whole life, their life will come to an end. Then what are you going to do? You have to learn to depend on yourself. And although, like, I really wish I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth, I appreciate the experience of not, be, like, not having that type of childhood or whatever because... Now I know how to do things by myself and I know how to get what I want. Like I know when I truly want something, I know that I will get it. And, um, you know, and it's just motivating yourself really. Like you have to find that motivation and you cannot look for it in other people and just kind of like do what you have to do, do what you have to do until it's done. I know that sounds like do what you have to do until it's done. I love it. Yeah, I so. absolutely love it. Do what you have to do until it's done. So for both of you guys, before we, you know, end this session, so what can you guys tell us about what you have for 2019 in respect to, you know, business and respect to like, you know, your line of work and, you know, your line of focus? What can we expect from you in 2019? Um, in 2019, you can expect me to still be fine. <laughs> um, oh, and you can and the saga continues. Not by a long time. Oh. And uh, you can still expect me to have haters, as you can see. Oh my you gosh. Can, <laughs> you can also expect me to definitely, um, you know, you can follow me on Snapchat for Monday Motivation at King B Speaks with two S's. Um, you can follow me for Monday Motivation. I'll be doing more of that. I was doing that in 2018, but I fell off for a little bit. Um, so I'll be doing that and possibly, um, coming to an Instagram page near you. I could be, um, or I may be doing a motivational page under, not my personal page, but another page. Um, so that is what's up next for me. And I have a couple other surprises that I don't want to unwrap just yet. Cause they're surprises. Exactly. But be on the lookout. Um, definitely good things and I think 2019 is just going to be a different me that people have never seen before like it's just going to be like I can't even explain it oh my gosh and Sam and Sam what about for you I feel like 2019 is going to be a very rejoicing year simply just because I figured out everything I can do so it's just like now that I know what like lengths and what extents I can go to just like who can stop me really like the only person who can stop me is God because now I know what I am capable of and what I can do what I can accomplish so at the end of the day now that I know what my personal given talents are now that I have the motivation and the backbone that I needed I feel like I'm just going to be on top because I'm going to do whatever it takes to 
like you know let me and my whole family eat like that's the only thing that matters to me besides my own happiness is my family's happiness really you know and whoever isn't there to ride with me to the end they just gotta go i know that's right well guys up next as usual we are going to be talking about what we can't stand on the internet random realness and our quote of the week so definitely stay tuned What's up, guys? So we are back, and we are going to talk about what we can't stand on the internet. So this week, what I can't stand on the internet is 21 Savage and his song ASMR. So if you have been underneath the rock, let me go ahead and, you know, fill you in. Um, basically, he has a song called ASMR that just came out, and he's been, or he's been getting a lot of flack for it because he made, um, I guess, a racial comment towards Jewish people. But the comment that he made, to me, seems perfectly, like, logical. So, specifically, the lyric says, We've been getting that Jewish money. Everything is kosher. And the Jewish community, they were up in arms. Like, what? Why would you say that? And I guess it became a bigger deal. Because, like, LeBron, he, like, used those lyrics for, like, some photograph or something like that. I mean, and so, I guess because LeBron, he's bigger. And so, they're like, oh, my gosh. Why is this being said about Jewish people? And the internet has been having a field day, especially the Jewish community. And so freaking 21 Savage, he had to come back and apologize for using that quote. And I just want to get you ladies thoughts on that because I feel like he did not need to apologize. Literally, he was saying the truth and that's good about Jews. Like literally, you guys have a lot of money and everything is kosher. Like what? What do you guys have to say about that? I've heard plenty of rappers use kosher before uh, in regards to the Jewish community. Drake used it. Um, I know he's Jewish, isn't he? Yeah, he is Jewish, yeah, though. So That's I guess the thing. maybe he got a pass. But I've heard him say that in um, uh, Miss Me. Um, and then I've heard um, another rapper, I think Jay Z has said it before, too. So I'm not too sure why. Um, it gave, it came out in an uproar and yeah, right. that's, a, that's a good thing. So like, you know, I don't understand what the issue is. So that's my take. I feel like, um, it's simply because it's the fact that LeBron James uses. So it's someone who's bigger and someone that like a lot of like, I guess people who are Jewish, like more so like, you know, like people who are like, you know, Caucasian or whatever, they look up to like LeBron James, you know, especially like him as a mentor or whatever if they're like interested in sports so I just feel like when it's coming for somebody who's such a big mentor like LeBron James people are just like oh how could you even say such a thing even though it was nothing bad it was just the fact that I guess since it was used in a rap song and there was like other curse words around it so people felt some type of way but I feel like they throw around like I like at this moment there's so many people who throw around stuff about religion especially like with the Muslim community like they always say stuff about like you know like hamdulillah and everything right so it's just like I don't see why it was, and I don't see, like, why it was a big deal at all, but, you know, just something to take down a young black man, per usual. Listen, white folks always upset about something, but they never upset about damn slavery. But I'm not going to talk about that. That's a whole nother episode for a whole nother time, and it's the holiday season, so let's keep our holiday cheer up in gear. So next, what we're going to talk about is random realness. So this is a new segment of the show that I introduced on our last episode, so if you listen to it, you guys definitely know what we're about to do. So... For my guests, what I need you guys to do is to be real with our listeners and be real with me and be real with yourself, okay? I don't want you to think too much about it. Literally, 
Like, think fast, answer the question. Here we go. So what high-level job do you think that you could lie your way into with no experience and no one would notice? Marketing. Marketing. Okay, what would you be doing in marketing? What do you mean? Like, I could, what do you, like, what do you? Like, I mean, you, you said marketing. There's so many aspects of marketing. Like, what would you be doing? Would you be selling door-to-door? Would you have, like, this huge marketing campaign? Like, what I would it be? I can definitely build my own marketing campaign just because I am a people person. And, like, with social media, I can totally convince them I can do everything off of social media. Okay. And then you be? I think I could do um, a real estate agent, like a multi-million dollar real estate agent and make people believe that because... I mean, I'm in leasing right now, and <laughs> you feed these people anything, and they'll believe it. And they'll be like, wow, really? What? And I can easily just be like, yeah, I have a million-dollar home. It's for sale right now. Great backyard right off the coast over there. You know what I mean? Um, you can really see the, the ocean from there, even though we're in Texas. No oceans in us. But you know what I mean? I can talk it up so well, and I can talk up a rundown house, and you'd still buy it. So... Okay, so everybody knows to self. If you ever run into Bonnie with B and she's selling homes to you, <laughs> run the other way. Please run the other way. Well, for me personally, I feel like I could be a talent scout. I can be like you there. You look great. You have a fresh, hot look. Let me take you over to Universal Music Group. We're going to sign you a record deal. You're going to have a great start, great life. And I'm just going to take all your damn money like any good professional record label would. So that's what I would do. Next question, guys. What childish thing do you still do today and enjoy? B, go ahead. Um, I think I like what childhood thing you said. No, what childish thing do you still do today that you still enjoy? I still fart and don't tell nobody. Like, and it does, like, I do laugh to myself because I see the reactions and everybody's like, oh my gosh, what's that smell? And, like, you know, I'm just laughing to myself because it's like, it's me. There's no secret to tell. I farted. <laughs> exactly. And like, you know, I'm so timid and quiet, so no one expects it to be me. So I just watch it all unfold. Is that childish? It is childish. Okay. Sam, what about you? Um, I say one childish thing I still do today that I can admit is you eat candy for breakfast. You do eat yeah, candy for breakfast. I feel breakfast. like I just that's what I was I was like conflicted between two of them. One of them was like using like an excuse like um like I'm the youngest so like oh I should be able to do this instead like oh it's not fair that <laughs> you grown yeah that, <laughs> should be fair that's one and the other one is definitely like I still get like you know like it's no, like I still get cavities like and not just one like three at a time <laughs> like that's pretty childish like maybe my mom told me to grow up so I was pretty sad about that but. I feel like that's childish. That is childish. Stop getting damn cavities. You grown. Stop getting cavities, okay? And for me, I got to go with B. Like, definitely farting. Like, that's a thing. Like, you know, I I don't fart and leave people surprised like you. Okay, but what I do is that anytime I hear a fart, we can be in a serious business meeting. If you fart in a meeting, I'm laughing. I'm the first person laughing. They're going to have to escort me out the room because I'm laughing so damn hard because it is funny. Like, literally, farts are so funny to me. That's another childish thing I do is, um, like, laughing in a serious moment. Like, I can't help it. Like, I just think of anything funny. Like, which is so unfortunate. Like, yes. no matter what happens, something funny just pops in my head and Me I laugh. Too. When people say, like, yeah, I do do that, and I'm like, do do. do Whenever people, or like, whenever it's like quiet, everybody's talking, someone starts stuttering, I'd be like, <laughs> it's just stuttering is so funny. It's like, come on, baby, speak. Like, come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just be stuttering. So oh I hate that I do that, but it's, it's so unfortunate because, like, I remember I got in trouble specifically in fifth grade for a laugh, for bus not laughing during, um, during silence of 9-11, you know, that's so important. So I just <laughs> had so much trouble. Oh, my gosh. It sucked. Okay. So next question. What would you not do for $25 million? B, go. What would I not what do? What would you not do for $25 million? 
anything with snakes and spiders or um, ostriches and emus. <laughs> Why ostriches and emus? <laughs> Girl, it's a tall bird with a long neck. I don't know what you up to. <laughs> <laughs> and Sim, what about you? Um, not do for twenty five yeah. million. Yeah, what's something you would not do for twenty five mil? I personally am not a person who can kill somebody. Like, I don't know if that's thinking too much. Or I mean, that, that's not I just can't. Okay, if that's thinking too much, killing somebody, I'd say eat a bug. Like, I don't care how much money. Yeah. And specifically a roach. That's people's favorite bug to choose. I could never eat a roach. Like, that's oh. so. What about crickets? Oh. No, I know people say it tastes like fried chicken, but that's not fried chicken. What? <laughs> I can't do that. No, uh, never cricket. A worm, nothing. Like, I could never. I can barely eat, like, stuff that try, like, oxtails. I can't even do that. So, imagine, like, an actual bug that no one's supposed to eat. Listen, I'm right there with you, too, Sam. That's exactly what I said. Anything that has to do with bugs, I'm not doing for $25 million. Y'all can miss me. I will miss that $25 million. I will. I will. But I cannot do anything with bugs. No, Mm-mm. At all. So, next question is, what is society doing right now that in 20 years is going to be laughed at? B, what do you think? Something that we're doing right now that in 20 years people are going to be like, bro, that, that was dumb. Like... Um, I think all these like dances, like the whip and the nene, like you just swing your hands back and forth. <laughs> like, how do you explain that? To what kids? about the floss? You don't like that? Yeah, like you put your body between your two hands and then you move it to the front and then you put it to the other side. It's just like that's so dumb. Like, how do you explain that to kids? Like, or the different unicorn colored hair. Like, oh, that's I terrible. think that's just like, why did y'all wear? Purple, cotton candy-colored hair. hair and, like, do cute styles with it. You wasted your time. Man. <laughs> like, and, Sim, what do you think? I think stuff that's going to be laughed out, laughed about in 20 years from now, this one's kind of contradicting to say just because fashion always comes back, but just, like, how everyone is, like, wearing, like, the stuff that makes them, like, a Barbie doll, like, all the fur and stuff, or, like, the big old chunky dad shoes. Like, I feel like in 20 years, you know, like, you know, like, how, like, Maybe, like, a couple years ago, everybody was like, ew, no one would wear those shoes. Like, you know, everybody wore Vans or right, Converse. And right. now everybody's back to, like, the Fila disruptor right. and stuff. So I just feel like in 20 years, people be like, why are my shoes so big, like astronaut shoes? See, I think for me, it, it, it's this whole fake-ass booty craze. Like, you know, everybody oh, getting, yeah, like, booty shots sure. stuff. Like, those are going to be some weird-looking grannies. Like, yes. I don't know how these old people are going to look like, but they're going to look weird as hell. And while I'm over here with my real deal double steel, Ew. right, y'all going to be looking dumb as hell. And I'm going to flex on y'all. Exactly. So that's going to be something that's going to be laughed at. one more thing would be, like, you know, like, the musical stuff? Like, people singing and, like, dancing and stuff? That's so dumb. But people going to be like, why did we ever make a musical? Like, like why did we ever do that? Exactly. Yeah. I think the same. I think another thing would be like, um, like Snapchat or Instagram stories because it's like explaining it to someone else is like, yeah, so you post it and it stays up for twenty four hours, so you have to watch it because if you don't, then you're gonna miss it. And it's like, so like, why do you care if you miss it? And then literally like everybody stopped chatting in the car. It's a song. You're singing a song. Like, yeah, why are you singing a song and showing people? Like, why do people find that interesting? Like, and, and they're definitely song? watching. Or taking pictures of your food. It's just like, why? I did, do that. Like, you gonna... That's important. I do it too, but 20 years from now, it's just like, what were you doing? Like, eat. Like, I was hungry. I was. Then why did you eat? Why did you stop to take a picture? I want you know to remember. You they say? Picture never happens. You got to get that picture. Never happens. Thank no, you. That's crazy. Thank to you. Take pictures of your food, though. Listen. Pictures of anything. Pictures of anything. Exactly. Picture before you do it. Exactly. Capture the moment because it's not going to be here forever. Next question. So when you were daydreaming, what do you daydream about? Mm, I, dream, I daydream about my um, my life, my future that I'm going to have. I daydream of yachts. I daydream of huge homes. Right. Big family vacations. I, da- I daydream of my California king bed and me sleeping in. I daydream of my own business. Um, just good things. You know, good things really. I always daydream about that. So. Okay. And Sim, what about you? I daydream just about like, yeah, like my future a lot and everything. And 
Um, I daydream about like having a family, like in a nice home. You know, we're living like more than just comfortably, like you know, like you know, kind of like a luxury, lavish kind of feel. Right. And I always daydream about stuff like that because, especially like a family, you know, just actually having a husband and like with kids and everything, just being married. Because I don't know if you guys know or not, but I am a hopeless romantic. Like I, I'm such a girly girl, especially when it comes to stuff like that. Like I feel like it's so cute. Aww, so, I daydream about having my own family. Aquarius vibes. Yes. Aw, watery. Aquarius. Slippery. Anyways. Well, for me personally, I dream about being, again, you know, a high class hoe like a Kardashian or being on a bomb reality show like Black Ink Crew, but Chicago, because they have the finest people. All the other crews were terribly, terribly unattractive. So Black Ink Crew, Chicago. And so what is the biggest doubt that you have? I want to go with you, B, first. The biggest doubt that I have is that I won't make it. That or that, like, it won't be perfect, that there will be something that's missing. Because I do feel like I can have it all, and I do feel like all of it's coming. So I think my biggest doubt is just that, like, I won't make it. And, right. And, you know, something will, will mess up. Right. So. Okay, and Sim, what about you? I'd have to agree that that would be my biggest doubt, is just me not making it. Just because of, like, just, I feel like, personally, like, with everything that I'm doing right now, I'm only doing it because of my parents, because I want to, like, you know, give them everything. They give, they give, they've been giving me everything I want since I was born. So I just want to return their favorite. And they deserve it. I know, like, some people, like, unfortunately, they don't feel the same way about, like, you know, one parent or, like, both of their parents. But me, I feel like I want to give back to both of my parents. And I feel like if I don't, like, fulfill something that I was supposed to fulfill for myself, then I'm letting them down as well as, like, myself. And, you know, I just don't want to miss out on any opportunity. So I feel like I'm just, that's my self-doubt. It's just, like, not making it because, you know, I wasted so much time, and it's just like, what else was I supposed to do? You know, you always start thinking, like, what else was I supposed to do, you know? Right. So, that's it. Well, for me, my biggest doubt is just doubting myself. Like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, tag team on both of y'all or whatever, you know, doubting myself, thinking that the kid's not good enough, but, you know, I am enough. I am dope. You it. Like, like you I'm it. it. I'm it. You got like, you got C-O-U-T-H, and they can't Sons. spell it Thank either. You. You Thank you. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta look in the mirror and tell yourself, like, I'm yes. it. And people may be like, well, what Girl, is it? Just know that I'm uh, it. I'm it. So you it. a bad bitch. You, you cut it. the bitch. I'm a bad bitch. Cut, cut the bitch. Don't ever doubt yourself. Her, she talking slick. Don't ever doubt yourself. And so, and you know what, 2019, that whole gonna be gone. So you better be ready for the kid. Be ready for your girl, okay? I don't think they are. They're but, gonna be real shocked. But, look, well, be but, shocked and be shook. Them, but at the end don't of the stand day, too close. Efron and John off this way. What? Okay. Y'all, I just want to thank you guys so very much for being with me for this week de- or for this episode of this week. Definitely, you guys were amazing. So, again, where can we find you? You know, IG, Twitter, Snapchat. I mean, if you let our listeners know where, you know, they can, you know, follow a little bit about your life, you know, before 20 years passes and this, you know, something that's laughed at in 20 years. So, where can they find you on IG, Twitter, Snap? Sim, you want to go? Um, For my IG and uh, Twitter, it's at Chelsea Adabimpe and... um. I'm pretty sure she'll leave it below, but if not, then it's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-D-E-B-I-M-P-E, and those two A's are back-to-back from the Chelsea leading to that Abimpe, and then for Snapchat, it's A-Chelsea with two A's, so it's A-Y-E-C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A. Perfect, and B, what about you? You know, on the gram, you can find me at Bonding with B-C, Bonding with B-I-S-I, oh, and an underscore after that. On Twitter, I currently do not have a Twitter. And on Snapchat, you can find me at KingB underscore Speaks with two S's. So that'll be K-I-N-G-B underscore S-P-E-A-K-S-S. 
straight like that so this is the part of course where you know the illustrious mj she comes in and she gives us a quote of the week but because she is absent this week i'm going to be bestowed with that responsibility so in the sense of our episode the world needs dreamers and the world needs doers but above all the world needs dreamers who do and this is by sarah breathneck Uh, guys 2019 is upon us this is the last episode of the year so I just want you guys to dream big and do big by any means necessary do until you can't do anymore and just be relentless with you give you a try in 2019 again I want to thank my guest bonding with B and of course Simi for joining me guys thank you so much you know As we always say here on EIB, there's a lot of stuff that is, you know, deep in this world, but nothing is ever that deep because everything is bullshit. See you guys in 2019. Bye, guys.